everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strother. I'm Sean Spencer. We're back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. Alright, alright, alright. I am Janae Struthers. I am Sean Spencer. And this is Let's Talk Football. Yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Sean Spencer. One half of that dynamic duo that is Let's Talk Football. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday. But watching it football weekly is Richard Baby. Let's go. And you might ask, why am I so excited? Why am I so excited? Well, this week they called animal control and we had to take out a goat. We what? had to take out a goat. Let's get it in. Let's go. Let's go. You were saving that one. Oh <laughs> That's so yo, good. Yo. Hey, but you already know I am not here alone. I never am. I'm here with the black Superman. Mr. No Shirt Necessary, the shirtless wonder, Ablo! <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> and my guy, my guy from South Carolina, DBU, right. Will Kramer. That's right. About to be wide receiver you when we talk fantasy this uh, recap this past this past week. Uh-oh. Debo Samuel leading Debo. me to victory. We'll go yep. over it. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. Didn't I play you this week? Yep, that's right. Oh, God. <laughs> I, was hoping to, I was hoping to bypass that one this oh, week. I, 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 got was, a, I got a story when we get to the fantasy recap to share with you guys about how I how I eat this one out against Shaw. He's not going to feel good. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in here. Thank you so much for being with us. What's up, Nate? Saying what's good, fellas. Hey, Tune Nate. In- Nate. <laughs> yo, we got to yo. Thanks we already for joining us, it. Nate. Yeah, Nate. appreciate you joining us. I, we love you, man. I know. You, he's you he's steady on us, man. I'm right. Sometimes he gets me fired up with his comments. It's great. Like when <laughs> yo, he tries to talk about Jeff George and the Redskins. Right, right. <laughs> look, look. He said uh, the show hasn't started, and we bringing up fantasy. Yeah, I know, Nate. They they already trashing me, man. <laughs> Let's go. He makes it so easy for us, Nate. <laughs> it's not been good. Look, ladies and gentlemen, you already know why we're here. And before we get into the game, we wanted to provide you with a little bit of update. Ladies and gentlemen, in the beginning of the uh, uh, offseason, or actually more towards training camp, we talked about an organization called the Hard Farmers Organization, which is an organization associated with Washington that comes together to – uh, I believe, what was it, Will, give money to underprivileged kids and help Pediatric them. cancer. Yeah. They support the kids uh, that are going through pediatric cancer, fundraisers, toy drives, you know, holidays are coming up, um, that type of stuff. Um, and yeah. then as, as in this particular, they helped one, one young boy that um, was given a really bad diagnosis. Yeah. Um, fundraisers were made to, um, to give him like 10 great days, 10 great outings. Um, cause he was given a diagnosis of he's got months, you know, months left. Yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, we honestly, on, on behalf of Let's Talk Football, we, we mentioned it earlier. I mean, we, we always send the prayers and well wishes to you. Um, keep fighting. You know what I mean? It's going to be a tough road, but definitely, definitely keep fighting, man. You know, we'll definitely pray for you, man. The Lord is on your side. Ab, you want to say anything? No, nah, man. I guess uh, you said it perfectly, Sean. Just uh, prayers and thoughts with you and your family. Just like keep keep fighting, bro. Like, yeah, we're, we're all thinking about you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, seems, it seems like the kids, you know, he was diagnosed about two, three months ago saying you've got a couple months left and he's he's having some troubles right now. So, yeah, like you said, the thoughts with not only him um, and also his family that's supporting and being around him. It's, yeah. it's They're a great organization, but their updates will actually absolutely crush you, you know, or their fundraisers yeah. will crush you with, with the stories that the kids are going through and it's wonderful what they do for them but just like the thought of you know kids from age you know you know the itty bitty like infants all the way up to you know teenagers just dealing with this you know battling cancer it's just it's awful that's terrible it's and there's I, i'm sorry man they're like uh just it's nothing worse than having a sick baby, man. Like just to, like mm-hmm. to seeing the kid hurt, like seeing sick kids and everything like that. It just it it takes your heart, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, and it like it's it's so draining. And even on the parents, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like you know, the sacrifices parents have to make in order to um be there for the kids and um just to, like you know what I'm saying, like having to go to work knowing you got a sick kid man that is the hardest right hardest thing because you know you got to work keep that insurance keep that money coming in when all you want to do is be by, by your baby and right. I, honestly man just i wouldn't worse uh wish that on my worst enemy man mm-hmm. so like just no. just keep fighting we we thinking about you all right Definitely, definitely. And thoughts and prayers are definitely with you and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and move on. And as I started the show with, ladies and gentlemen, the job was done. We walked through the dark place and came out on the other side in the light. Washington did what Dallas could not do. Hmm. And beat the GOAT 29-19. Will, talk to me. Come on now. <laughs> hey man, this is this. We are we, we started off the show a little bit, you know, you know, with, with some some sad news, but we are upbeat tonight on Thursday. Let's go. We have a little bit more pep in our step because of what <laughs> happened. Because we had a victory Monday to celebrate. Let's Did go. You all see, I was at a hotel and they had red skin potatoes. I mean, Let's is go. that not a sign? <laughs> It's been a long time since we've been able to feel good going into this show. We're not sitting here depressed talking about how bad we played. Let's go. Ab, what do you think, man? Man, I, I, like I'm saying, like I I love, love this game, man. I'll be the first one to tell you I didn't think we had a chance at all. And if you guys listened to our show last week, we all sat there and said the keys in order to win this game. And you know what? It was like they were listening to us. And, like, literally they they did exactly what we were basically saying what needs to happen in order for us to win this game. And it just makes you ask the question, 
why can't they do that every week? There you go. Why? There you go. Well, look, 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 look. Uh, we, Nathan, I see you here. You're in the comments. You've been watching us. Look, I got to give Nathan his due. He sent me this video. We were A lot of us were on his show. And my <laughs> man, Nathan, he did call it. He absolutely did. Ladies and gentlemen. He did call it. He did, <laughs> and, and, he, and he put his chest behind it, too. And he put his <laughs> chest behind it. <laughs> he did it with his chest. Let's go. You'll be surprised at Washington football team is going to upset Tampa Bay. Twenty-seven, <laughs> twenty-four. Guaranteed. Stop it, Skip Bayless. You are not going to sock that. I think that the Washington tail. football team can surprise Tom Brady. I'm saying that. With, I'm saying that with my chest. You sock right there and said that with your chest, didn't you? You sock yep. and said that whole thing. No, he not. Now, how you gonna beat the goat? This man called it out. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, you got your deal. There you go. Hey, and hey, we applaud you. Hey. We applaud you. We appreciate you watching us. We appreciate you, know, you now, getting there. I do gotta say, I bet you I, can't do it again. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> do it again. Look, look, go ahead, Will, because I think I know what you're gonna say. I said 23 to 19. I said we were gonna win. And at one point, had we not scored that touchdown, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have the exact score correct. Because this is the this is the junk that we do we've done for right. years the You're game right. we're not supposed to win we win that's right that is washington football to a t yep. to a t but you know what sean i think we know why yeah. I, I don't know about you but when when we were able to and i want we definitely want ab to explain himself but we we were able to to as ab said talk about the keys of the game but i think the guys got a little bit more motivation yeah. Because one of the three of us was was really close, and he was yelling at the players in pregame. I saw all these pictures, and he was telling these bums, "This is what they need to do." Right. Ab was getting all these guys in warm up. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah. was telling Gibson what he needs to do. Yep. He was telling. He said to Chase, "Sir, you're gonna make some pressure today, Chase." I heard him say, "Hey, John Bates, you're gonna catch a pass at some point." He was yelling Let's at those guys Bates. in pregame, <laughs> and it was motivating them. So I think some of this we gotta all be taking credit because I mean Apple's was at the game getting these guys fired up, said it's been eight weeks of you all playing like junk. Let's go, let's turn it around. And and they did. About time. Ab, talk to us. Talk to us about that experience, man. Uh so I went to the game and first off, great experience, man. Shout out to my boy Eric. Eric, um, um Eric Brazil, do you know him, Sean? Do y'all know him? I know the name. I don't think I know him personally, though. Okay. Um, he's a little brother of one of my good friends, Angel. Angel was on the dance team in okay. high school. And um, we like we, we bump heads often, but I still love the guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just, but he, out of nowhere, just like, hey, you want to go to the game? I was like, show enough. Sure. I, like, you know what I'm saying? I haven't seen you in a few right. years. Show enough. Let's go. We get to the game, and you know I'm already ready. I, right. I, after the drive, after our park, I started getting litty in the mug, bro. Yeah, I, started getting, I started getting my sip on. I started getting my sip on, and I was ready. So I started. I saw people with jerseys on, so you know I had to go say something to them. And oh, yeah. so I went over there, talked to them. We get to the game, and you know what I'm saying? We got about an hour pregame in, and – just the atmosphere just felt different, you know what I'm saying? I like I love I love the cool air. I loved everything. We get to the we get inside. They're doing the veterans thing, and I was 
Like, you know what I'm saying? I have my uh, veterans jersey on. I, I loved it, man. I just loved the whole thing. But then we were over by the tunnels. And right before, like, uh, and I got there, and I, I was just like, I started jump, yelling at, down at the tunnels and everything. I'm like, yo, let's go. Let's go. Right. I need a little bit of energy out of y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, say what you, you know? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like we did in football, bro. Let's go. Let's go. And then, and then all of a sudden they come out, and I'm trying to tell you, like it was a different feel. Like it was like the fans knew it, the players knew it. Like you know, what I'm saying when Brady came out there and was like flat. Yeah. And throwing a ball like those in the first interception, like I think everyone knew it's like it's not his day, it is not his day. And then I'm sitting there just like, and I'm praying, like I'm, I'm trying to tell you guys, I'm talking mess about Heineke the whole game. He's holding the ball too long, he just want to lose this game, man. <laughs> I was mad, man, holding the ball so damn long. <laughs> I was screaming, man, but then. It was, but I'm trying to tell you, the atmosphere was great, guys. It was absolutely wonderful, and everything would have been coping. Like honestly, not, this would have been the best time I've had in a long time if I didn't wake up in the morning afterwards and see that I'm a damn meme on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I saw that, five four mentioned hot fibers. <laughs> I'm a meme on damn Twitter, y'all. Hey, what the F? Let's go. I mean, who let Darius Geisen here? <laughs> first off, first off, yeah. why didn't either of you tell me I look like Darius Geis? I mean, I think I should have heard it from my friends first. <laughs> no, I think yo, I should have heard it from y'all yo, first. I'm going to be real with you, man. I, I'm going to be real with you. I didn't think I didn't think it at all. There was nothing that drove me to it. But when I saw that picture, I, yes. I seriously looked yes. like it was like oh, snap. <laughs> there it is. I didn't even see this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. That was absolutely hilarious. But look, <laughs> it was it was a great feel. It was a great look. Uh, Kat and I actually found a great seafood spot that we ate called uh, Captain Pell's in Fairfax. Great, great, great food. Crabs, um, shrimp, lobster, everything. Um, so we watched the game over there, and it was just like, oh, man, here we go. Here we go. But we are honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. So we do have to ask the question, seeing as Tom Brady did throw two first-quarter interceptions. That offense did struggle with drops and third down percentage. Did Washington win the game or did Tampa Bay lose it? Ab, um, coming back to you, what do you think on this one? Um, so I think it's both. I know that's not a good answer. I know I, I'm, I'd be – the first one to call you guys out if y'all said that answer. Incomplete answer right here. Incomplete. I'd be the first one to call you guys out and be like, "What the? What, what the? Answer the damn question." But 
I think it's a little both. I really, really do, guys. Like this, this, like so. Washington, we capitalized on plays. We didn't make as many mistakes. Like I don't like honestly. Very uh, one thing that people will not home in on is the penalties that Tampa Bay uh, committed. Like they couldn't hold their water at all on the offense on, on the on the D line when we were uh, when we were uh, doing our hard counts. Hell, they didn't even know their counts. Like you know, what I'm saying like they couldn't hear. I think that like finally a, our fandom was a factor against yeah. them because they they didn't know they didn't know what to go like when to go on their calls and everything. So they couldn't hold their water or anything. So, but on. On the other side of things, we actually did a very good job. Like, don't don't get me wrong, because I'm gonna criticize the hell out of this team after we're through. But I think ultimately we did a very good job. Play calling, fluid play calling. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't make that many mistakes. Heineke, he did what he could do he didn't try to do more than that you get what i'm right. saying like that yeah. that's very very big like and to me it's just that everything that could go right in this game went right and that's why i say tampa bay that's that's why i say it's both tampa bay messed it up for themselves but at the same time we actually did very well ourselves too right right absolutely well what do you thinking man uh, yeah, I think we won the game. Um, I think you go back to it, not only just the turnovers, uh, you talk about the that final drive. Yep. And I think if you think about, you mentioned it, Ab, what the players are feeling, the energy of the stadium, I think one team wanted it way more than the other team yes. out there. Yes. And you saw that when it took on the third effort, our offensive linemen pushed Pushing in there. Antonio Gibson into the end zone. They wanted that guy to score. They were making sure that this was happening. I think there was a huge difference in in the will of it. You know, I think, um, you know, we forced those interceptions on Tom Brady. They weren't they weren't like just like lucky plays out there. I thought back to like William Jackson's interception. It was, you know, being in the right place at the right time. But it was Cam Curl making the hit that popped the ball loose. Being there, you know, playing underneath and, and making that play, which we had said the week before, hey, where's Cam Curl been in a while? He yeah. hasn't been making an impact, and he did. And then on that the pick by Bobby McCain, how did it happen? Pressure up the middle uh-huh. by Jonathan Allen. It forced Brady to throw the ball way earlier than he wanted to. Yep. He was out of rhythm in, in his in his drop back. And he made a terrible throw. Shout out to uh, to Jack Niedermeyer because when we re-signed um, Jonathan Allen, I was kind of like ah, ah, and that's when he came up with the stats saying like he was number three among all defensive tackles in pressure. Yeah. And that's kind of you know we've talked about why I always talk about Fletcher Cox because the way I look at it is if we can get someone coming up the middle, it's going to disrupt these quarterbacks from being step in. And if that prevents them from stepping up, that's going to allow our speed guys on the outside, young and sweat, to make plays. And so that's why I'm so big on, man, if we can have a penetration up the middle, it can change everything. And he was a freaking wrecking ball yep. on, on Sunday. He was awesome. You know who else was awesome on Sunday? Joey Sly. 
Mm. We did what he had to do. Three field goals. <laughs> we made two extra points. Let's he go. Was a professional kicker out there. And there we it go. wasn't it wasn't the ball got kicked and it's it's off kilter and it comes back at the end. No, yeah. It it was in every time, you know, right down the middle. I mean, it was feeling good. And yeah, it wasn't great that we were getting picks and field goals because against Tom Brady, you don't want to be tra- trading field goals for touchdowns, but we were getting something. And we kept getting something, and we kept yes. adding points, and that was something we were missing. And you talked about it, Ab. I think our coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for as much criticism as they've gotten from us, from the media, from the fans, and it's been it's been valid. They turned things around. You know, we talked about last week how Ron Rivera is like, okay, he hasn't lost the locker room yet. Does he have the guys playing for it? He sure as heck did on Sunday. You know, Scott Turner, like you mentioned, we said, let's play within Heineke's strengths. It seemed like that was much more the game plan behind it. We'll, we'll get to Heineke in a little bit. And even Jack Del Rio, I mean, let's be honest. He didn't let Tom Brady, Brady carve him up. You know, right. the defense played fantastic. For Finally, they put together, like, all this potential. Yes. They finally put it together. It's kind of how I felt on Sunday. Whereas, like, the stats may not show as much the end scoreboard, but I think we we beat the little snot out of Tampa Bay in that game, physically, okay. and just kind of you know like we had that game. Yeah, yeah. Ab, you about to say something? Yeah, I was going to say that. Um, so to me, I think they were actually playing the like I know uh, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but it's like they they were calling the wrong plays for the uh, offense that um, that's being put out there. Yeah. And it looked finally like they were actually, actually calling the right plays. And I'm, I'm telling you guys that football is, is, is chess, not checkers. And honestly, it looks like we're learning how to play chess now. And that's what, and that's, and to me, I think that's a very big deal. And it starts with the coaching, uh, just like you said, Will. Like it starts with the coaching, and the coaches did, for the most part. I mean, there was still some. Eh, in my opinion, but honestly, for the most part, this game looked really good uh, yeah. from a play calling standpoint, and I, I mean both offense and defense. So, you know, I, I'll be the first one to carve them up. You guys know, already know that I, I'm a big critic on the uh, coordinators, but I would say for the most part, this game they did an excellent job, okay. o- almost like they did their homework. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, I'm okay. wondering why. Did it take week 10 in order right. to start doing your homework on how, right. how these teams play? So, but at this, like you, like you can't just go out there and be like, oh, this is a good play. This is a good play. It's not a good play because you've seen it on Madden, bro. It needs to be mm. a good play for that, that particular moment. moment. Like, breaks. you know what I'm saying? Like it, there's so many aspects of the game that, and so, but to me, they actually, they were so fluid. They were actually fluid in this game, and yeah. I was very, very proud oh, yeah. from this oh, game. Yeah. Especially Absolutely. because, you know, truthfully, I think Tampa has a better coaching staff than we do. Oh, I, think, I think Todd Bowles is the best coordinator in the game, um, and, yeah. and I hope he gets another good opportunity, not yeah. another go-to-the-New-York Jets, no. you know, opportunity. Get, a, get him in a good spot. And Bruce Arians, yeah, I mean, he showed it in Arizona – you know, that he could take them over. He did well that year in, in Indy. So, you know, and obviously they're winning the Super Bowl there. So the fact that 
we were able to go up against them and, and probably out coach them, out scheme them, which I will say this. We had two weeks to do this. So, mm. I mean, if we can't do it, now right. we really got to <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, pump your brakes. You know? <laughs> right. But, but they did. They did. You know, but like you said, you got to give the coaching staff credit. Now, now I just hope that, all right, you had two weeks to do this now and things worked out. What are we going to see the, you know, next week? What are we going right. to see coming up here? Can, can this be sustainable? Have you figured out the rhythm of your team and what they can and can't do? And can you now put the guys in the, in the position to succeed? Right, right. We got to yeah, make sure we do not regress, man. Uh, honestly, I think this this game uh, fell on uh, three points. I think you guys hit the nails on the head with everything you guys were saying. Um, I think this game came down to number one. Our defense played incredibly inspired. We talk about the two interceptions in the first half. We held them the first 54. quarter. I mean, first quarter. We held them to 54 yards, uh, uh, 53 rushing yards on the ground. You know, which is huge, you know, with a Leonard Fournette backfield. Time of possession. What did we say? We said if we keep Tom Brady off the field, that's going to increase our chances. We doubled their time of possession, 39.08 to 20.52. Okay? And then at the end of the day, third down. We have all year struggled with third down. We are one of the worst third down teams. We held them to be, like I talked about, we had 4 and 10 on third down. We went 11 of 19. It was just over 10 times on third down when we got it, and I, I think that is so huge that we did that. But at the end of the day, when we needed it, we did what we needed to do. If you look at the beginning of that drive, and I, I, Ab and I were talking before, we both watched the game again today. If you look at the beginning of that drive, it was, was it nine, over nine minutes on the clock? And we took the entire rest of that game and we drove down the field methodically each point and you saw in Tyler Hankins who we'll talk about in a minute how he got more just pumped it into it and, and it was funny because in the back of my head I'm like you Ab I'm sitting here like man okay all right don't what's gonna happen Tom's gonna get it back and he's gonna throw it blah 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 you know I'm just jinxing myself just the whole nine and the one thing I did not see from Tom that I actually saw from Heineke was that scowl you know, Tom just kind of looked passive. I'm like, eh. you know what I mean? Almost like he kind of knew the fate. But with Heineke, it was just like Ugh. every penalty. He's like, you know, every time something happens, he's going over there and, do. you know, he's diving. He's running. He's doing what he needs to do. I was impressed by them. But I think we, we hit it on every single facet. Special teams was good. Defense played inspired. Offense didn't mess up. And we took advantage of their mistakes. Um, so, yes, I, I'm definitely looking forward to – I love what we've done, but let's be – let's pump the brakes. This was one game. Like Will said, we have done this. We tend to, we have a tendency to do this. Surprise is the best team and then go back to doing some nonsense. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, but we're going to move on to the longest-running segment on Washington Football Weekly. Like it, love it, or hate it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's absolutely get it. Oh, man. Yo, and, and like we just said, like we just said, we're going to bring up the man, the quarterback, the guy that, hey, whether we like it or not, he's been in there since essentially the first game, and he's done what he tried to do. He's doing what he tried to do. So like it, love it, or hate it, Ab, 26 of 32, 256 yards, two TDs in a cold uh, um, stadium, you were there, like a love it or hate it, his performance. 
Sayin'? Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I like it. It was a right. It was a right. I like it. I like it. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. I, I, again, I can't. <laughs> they played the game. Like, I'm trying to tell you guys, like, Heineke, I love his passion. I love that he gives us a, a certain type of energy out there. And I love that. We're not hurting for a quarterback with him here. I love that part of it. I love that he um, – I love that we're actually in the game. Like, he has that killer mentality and everything like that. But I still hold fast in what I've been saying all year about him. He is not our quarterback of the future. And um, I think this game kind of proved it on an analytical level. Yeah, these numbers are okay. These numbers, he's holding the ball too long. He holds it so long. Who said that? Eric Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, I was, bro. That's I was telling Eric that the whole game. Like I'm trying to tell you, I know Eric was sick of me. I know he was sick of me because I was just like, he holds it so long. Holds it so long, man. I was already. I was. I was just so ill about that, and I said it the whole time. But he is not. The court on an analytical level, if you, Sean, if you if you look, this guy is highly inaccurate when he throws the ball over fifteen yards, fit over fifteen yards, highly inaccurate. And if it's and honestly, if it's twenty yards, don't even expect it to be anywhere near one of our receivers. You know what I'm saying? So, but to me. I think that's where the coaching is and our coaching and coordinating is, is where you say, okay, he's limited this way. Where can I put him? How can I put him in a situation to excel at? And that's why, and that's why I got, I harp on you guys about uh, coaching and coordinating. That's why, but, and honestly, and they limit him on what he can do. And honestly, I appreciate that. And that's how you should coach. That's how you should coordinate. But, I don't think he's the quarterback of the future at all one bit. He's there. He's literally here to get us through the season. I'm And guys, I'll even say this to you guys, because I know the next question is going to be like, well, uh, is he good for a backup? I'm going to say no, he is not. I think a good backup is someone that can come in one, two, three games out of the year. Blah, blah. Also, they need to have experience too. I think a good backup is a past starter that doesn't have a good full season in them anymore. Hmm. And I think it's someone um, like Joe Flacco. That's a good backup. You know what I'm saying? I think, I, and I think that's the route. So next, come next year, I think we're looking at two new quarterbacks for this team. Hmm. And and honestly, it's I. I it sucks, and because of what what Heineke is doing, like honestly, he's giving this town, the city, like its passion back. And I, honestly, and, I, and I'm not taking that away from him, but in an analytical level, you know, like how long can this last, though? Like you know what I'm saying? Like how long? Before, like and another to point out, teams don't even. Teams don't even go past 10 yards on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, they always stay 
uh, the defense always stays in the box. They always stay in the box, and they don't go past like further than about ten yards from the line of scrimmage when he's playing when he's about to throw, because they know that he doesn't have the long ball. So that means it's not a threat. And that's and to me, it's just like even if we had Samuels, we wouldn't be able to throw it down the damn field to him. You know what I'm saying? And um, and I'm gonna say this too about Heineke. He got lucky on a few throws, also, guys. Like, if, let's just be real about it. It wasn't like he did like this ultimate skillful thing. It was, it was some luck, and a few a few of his throws. One went through the defender's hand, which should have been an interception. Went through his hand, and it ended up in Carter's hand for a completion of twenty yards. Bro, come on, man. And he almost messed up the throw, the touchdown throw to Carter. And it was like, honestly, it was a nice throw, very nice throw. But the defender was right there and almost swatted it. So I'm just like, it was, it was good. Like, and it was over 20 yards. It was like a 20 yard throw. So that means it's kind of, I'm already questioning it because it's like, if it was, if it was luck. If it was like, I'm going to just try to throw it, see if he's going to get it like Terry normally does or what. So let me know what y'all think. But I'm just, I'm, I give him a C plus, guys. I really do. Like, I give him a C plus for it. But a lot of that has to do with us winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, man? So, you know, you actually, you bring up a really good point about can he be a backup? Because if you think about it, depending on, on if we were to draft a quarterback and have him on this roster, you know what we're gonna, we, we would have? Gus versus Heath 2.0. Mm. Because Heineke yeah. is growing a fan base. That's what – For yeah. a little bit like what you talk about. He's energizing people. He does come in with that passion and that fire, and he can, he can get things going. Um, and so if you're going to draft somebody and have him around because – He's what started his eighth game of his career. You know, he's 28 years old, but this is only his, you know, his first season starting. So in his mind, he's he's a rookie at the same time. You know, he's going through this for the first time. You know, where like you said, when you get an Andy Dalton out there, he's had his, his time. You know, now he recognizes his role is to mentor uh Justin Fields, or it was, you know, a mentor Dak and kind of, you know, he he fills in where it was. Whereas like Heineke may split the locker room. You know, I mean, Chase Young is a big Heineke fan. You know, there are other players out there that are big, big, big fans of his, and, and that may not be what we want. But when we're talking about the game versus Tampa, I absolutely loved what he did. And a lot of it has to do with with exactly what you talked about, Adboard. It was it had to go with the game plan. We said, let's run some some boots with him. And yeah. and when he was running those boots. He was so confident running those fakes and turning, and, and and he would see his receivers and zip it to him to Ricky Seals Jones out out there a little bit. I think he hit Carter and Dax Milne. Like that was effective. He did what he can do with his legs. He runs, a, you know, he can run a little bit. I will say this: I came and worked at halftime, so I happened to miss the first drive where I heard he held on to the ball too long and took sacks. I also uh, missed. <laughs> The throw only to see it afterwards that got tipped and went into Carter's hands. So at the end of the game, I was like, man, he played a flawless game. <laughs> 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 and I was sitting there going, okay, 
what is Abby going to try to pick apart here? Because this is spectacular. And I'm going to be able to back it up and say, no, no, no. So that, yeah, I didn't see that. And also, I looked at Twitter. I was like, and it was like, got to gotta get rid of the ball. Held on to too long. I'm like, oh, whoop, missed that one. Um, so maybe that was good for me. But again, he, like, okay, so what I was wanting to see from the offense was show me what Alex Smith did last year. Be that offense right now. Until we get people back. That is the best we can have. And especially when Ricky Seals-Jones went out with his with his hip injury, I think it might have been. Like, now you're down your second best weapon out there, you know. Um, and and so I thought he played within the game, the game plan. And on that last drive, he made some heck of some throws, some quick reads to get rid of it. And, and so, I mean, I loved how he played because I felt he kept us in the game and gave us the opportunity to win. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I'm on your point, Will. I mean, I think he he is that type of player that just the fan is just attracted to. I mean, if you really sit there and think, he's kind of like us, you know. He's not the best. He's not the biggest. He's not, you know, the strongest, whatever. But he he's loud. He loves his team. He goes hard for his squad, and he's going to mess up. He's going, he's going to mess up just like many times that we've come out here and been like, oh, we're going to win this game and then have to eat our words next week, you know? But he's he because he's relatable, you know, because he came off the street. He, he was doing insurance, and then he was quarterback. So, Will, there's a, there's a shot, man. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. There we go. <laughs> I can get hired by Washington. Right. I'll help him pick the name. I got there you, we folks. Go. There Red we go. Wolves, here it is. We just got to get in the door, Will. As long as we get in the door, we're good. <laughs> but you know what? But I mean, I got actually, I got to go back to Ab's point because I think one, we know his flaws, we know his strengths, we know his weakness. But I thought they did a great job in putting him in successful positions. They ran, they uh, let him allowed him to do a lot more boots. That allowed him to get more connections to the tight end, more to DeAndre Carter. Bates got what three, you know three was it three catches. Um, in the game, I mean, and that almost got that fumble, but thank God the elbow went down. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, th- I mean, think about what we were saying in the offseason. This guy is, is going to be a blocking tight end. We're not going to look for anything. He's not getting any tight separation. He looked good. He looked good. He got jumped on. it. Not good. He, he looked he looked he looked like we he did exactly what we need to do. Look, we played a pretty solid game, but I think it goes back to what you're saying, Ab, the play calls. Were, were beneficial to him. They made him look better with some of the things that he now he's still gonna make his mistakes and things of that nature. But as far as this game, his grit, his toughness, his energy, especially with what we're about to talk about next, um, it, it it impressed me. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel good. But we got to move on to the next topic on like it, love it, hate it. Will I'm coming to you. The defense without Chase Young. Well, you can do nothing but hate this. Um, you know, he he got called out this past two weeks by by his coaches, and this was his chance to to do something about it. You know, and and the fact that he got hurt, so you, you know, he, now in year three, he's coming back from injury. We got to deal with rehab all off season. How's he doing? That's good. That's going to be concerning. But more at the end of the the, the day, his sophomore season was a complete bust he didn't have the numbers that that people expected of him he didn't make the impact people ex- expected of him but he only got half a season 
it just it's it really stinks because as we mentioned all off season we have no depth back there yep and now his his running mate on the other side is out and so now we are starting james smith williams and casey Tuhill. this was the nightmare scenario we talked about yep. the only thing we said is what if this happens for covid is what we kept saying well yeah. or you know and now we're here yeah everything Injuries. that we didn't want to be a part of we're here and so it, it really sucks. It sucks for him that he has to deal with this. Um, it sucks for our team because he is a, a locker room presence. He's an on-field presence. He's a he's a other team presence. They're mm-hmm. gonna scheme for him. So so it certainly is it's it's awful for him. You feel bad for the injury he's gotta go with. I heard he showed some emotions in the locker room. No surprise there, nobody wants to go through this. Um and, and you know, and, and you just hope maybe being around the team he gets a chance to see other things and ways to improve his game for for year three because unfortunately we saw there are some things he needs to work on um i just wish he had had the chance to do it through a full 16 17 games yeah yeah absolutely ab what are you thinking man uh i hate it man um mm-hmm. uh, not not only chase young but um this game felt like it like took out a lot of people uh, yeah. on our team there was a point in the game where I literally was like, I was like, look, hold this. I'm about to jump in. And like, and like, and, and, and like I need to help my team coach. out. You know, put me in, coach. Like, that's how, like, that's how I was, man. Like, literally, like, everybody was getting hurt this game, man. And it's just, we've seen this before, guys. We've seen it before where our team is decimated by injury. And then all of a sudden, but our expectations are still high, so it doesn't like you get what I'm saying. Like, we like we have nobody to run these plays, but we still want them to win, and and like it doesn't waver at all. So this is I hate this. I hate 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 it, guys. Like you thought we were bad uh, with Chase Young and uh, Montez Sweat. Watch out. Like yeah. literally, watch out, bro. Like, cause honestly, it's go- you guys are going to see that it probably wasn't even that bad. <laughs> it, probably, it probably wasn't right. even that bad. Like this, this is going to make you guys appreciate our two bookends for real. Yeah, no, I hate it. Absolutely hate it. I mean, <clears throat> can't say much more to what you guys said. Uh, and I think the biggest issue is going to be. You know, they might not buy sack totals. They might not have got the most production, but they their impact was felt more than just, at the, you know, rushing the quarterback, but also in the run game. Having to, you know, equal or even come somewhat close to that production from the re- remaining guys that we're going to have to put in there. It's just I just I just hate it. I, I'm telling you, I, I was I was in the happiest place in the world, eating my seafood, cracking a crab leg and they panned. They came from commercial. And you see Chase on the crutches, and it's just like drop. I don't even care about this anymore. <laughs> Check. I need to. It, it was just. It was terrible to see. You do not want to see it. Um, it. You know, obviously, wish the best, but we gonna have to step up. We gonna have these guys are gonna have to step up. We talked about this in the off season injuries uh, being the issue, the depth being the issue. <sighs> Let's see what we gonna do from this, man. Hey, Ab, what was the stadium like when the cart came out and people started going, oh, that's Chase Young on the ground? 
in my area, I was the first one to notice. And um, and then when people heard me cussing up a storm, like, you know what I'm saying? We got kids over here. Like, I was, <laughs> like they were, <laughs> I was sitting there, like, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you already know, like, I, I'm focused, man. And I get there, and I, I'm sitting there, like, cussing up a storm. And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm like... Chases down, and then they're like, and then like they're dumb about it. Oh, he's they're like bringing out the stretcher. I'm like, oh, damn. And then they were like, oh, he's walking off, so it's not that bad. I'm like, that's yeah. lie. You can tell you never played sports. I was just like, nobody yeah. wants to be carted off, nobody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, this guy had to, in like, especially a guy with this energy set, this guy that is the energy of our locker room. He like he doesn't want to bring that mood down, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't want them thinking about anything else other than the game. And that's and, and it's just that's the type of person he is. And he like he was just like and then that's why he came out afterwards on the crutches and everything like mm-hmm. that. He wanted to make sure this team is still focused on the game. And honestly, that that's that's all that was is when he was walking off. I was just like this man is done for the season. And I, it was yeah. a, it was like a debate. Like, literally, it was a debate because I'm trying to tell them this is, uh, in a sense, hubris, but then at the sense is like a leader thing, a leader mm-hmm. that just wants to make sure that his guys are on, are focused on the game and getting this W. And, right. and then shortly afterwards, they were like, uh, they played it over, or I think I saw it on my phone or something like that, but it's like they fear he's out for the season. And I'm like, <clears throat> I called it. You know what I'm saying? You don't that came out around. quick. Yeah. 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 You don't roll I mean, around on like, the ground like that no. when you, no. unless no. you're out for the done. Ten, ten for minutes the later, I think Twitter was all set. Like reporters were like, yeah, team fears he's done. And I'm like, yeah, you can see that. You know, right. non, non-contact injury, when you go down like that, those are game over. Yeah. I was uh, I was at the uh, the South Carolina game when Marcus Lattimore ripped Oof. up his knee, that and let me tell you, you talk about your like your stomach and the the complete energy of a stadium just whoosh, and you know when people you know people are like oh my god that's Lattimore down there, and then you saw the cart, and then you saw the towel go over his leg, and you're just like oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and so like that's. I had flashbacks when it was because you saw because when they when they showed Chase, you know, slamming the ground, you knew he was in a lot of pain. Then I was like, this doesn't look good. And then you saw the cart, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine, you know, knowing that you were there, but I can't imagine what that stadium is like. Sickening feeling. It the cart came out pretty fast too, though. Like honestly, like I I've seen. I've seen cards come out, and I swear, like, takes a whole quarter for it to come out, like, <laughs> before anything. And then, but this one came out really, really fast, and I was just like, "Oh man, like this is bad, bad." And I was just like, "I." And then it was just like, it was like a like it. He got hurt, and then everybody else started getting hurt too. And I was just like, "This mm-hmm. is, it's one of those games," you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like it, it really is. So. It was really, really bad. Like, I think part of the fear is he might not come back the sure. same 
after the injury. And I think I think that's what's the real scary part about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough to think about. But look, we are going to go ahead and try to move on to maybe a little humor, ladies and gentlemen. Now, as you saw before this game, we were three and six. And as we mentioned a couple weeks back, the last two times we've made a run, we were three and six. So we do have to ask the question, like it, love it, or hate it, chances of making the Uh, playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yo, so look, like I said, we got to win out. We need a lot of help. So the chances are low. I'm going to go ahead and start off with that. The chances are low. Do I believe? Of course, I'm a Washington fan. I went out and, and purchased these, Okay. I definitely believe it could happen. Okay, ladies and Those gentlemen. Are beautiful. Yes. Beautiful, by the way. <laughs> but definitely the chances are low with the aforementioned injuries. I mean, not not just having Montez sweat out, but having Chase Young out. All, all offseason, we talked about Brandon Sheriff, just came back from the injury, then kind of sl- slightly re-injured it, came back in the game, but that's always something that's going to be on our minds. Um, like, God, guys, we're really thin a lot of places, so I'd be it'd be foolish to really say, yeah, we can do it, but get that momentum. We this is something. This is I, I follow me here. Last year, it was a awful, awful situation with coach having cancer, but it focused us, it channels us, and we made the moves. This year, it's an awful, awful thing to have Chase Young get injured, but we focus. I think it's going to focus us. I think it's going to channel us, and it's like you said, Ab. He didn't stay in the locker room. He didn't go to the hospital. He stayed out there with his guys. And there's something about having seeing your leader, even if your leader is hurt, seeing him there, it's like, okay, okay, we're still going. Let's go. Let's go. So, uh, Ab, I'm coming to you, man. Like it, love it, hate it, our chances at making the playoffs. I'm going to have to say I like it. Um and I'm a pessimistic guy, bro. And I'm going to say I like it. Like, um, just from our history, like, I, I think the last, what, three times we made the playoffs, we were like, it was a two and seven record. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started off with like a two and seven record and uh, two, three and six records and everything mm-hmm. like that. Granted, we don't have an RG3 here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we don't have the carousel of uh, quarterbacks here, like from last Alex year. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> like Alex Smith. Let's Check go. down Charlie. Like we don't Let's have none of that right now. But <laughs> I, I like it from just uh, like you know what I'm saying. And to me, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think we need to win out in order to make the playoffs. Um, before the show, we were just talking. It was like a five. Uh, so the last spot of the playoffs is to the Carolina Panthers, and they have a five and five record. Mm-hmm. We have a three and six record. We're a game and a half behind Carolina. Yep. So when a win over Carolina could possibly, and then if we do somewhat okay throughout, that could be the last playoff spot come the end of the year, right there. I'm not saying anything about winning the division. I think we're like 
six games back on Dallas or something like that. Something dumb. <laughs> but 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 to me, I I like this because of our history. Like we have a tent, and I said this a few weeks ago, guys. I brought up the idea that we are a second half team. We we play for whatever reason it is, we play our best football towards the end of the year. And maybe it's because most teams have mostly injuries at the end of the year, have a lot of injuries at the end of the year, whatever. We still do it, okay? That's the whole point, (laughs) what I'm saying. But I like this, Sean. I do. Uh, We have majority of of our games are division games. And like I said before, is that uh, we play division games differently. Honestly, if you don't think if you you really have to add that aspect in games when you're going within your division. So um, I think well we have five division games left. Yep. So I think we All might go three and three and two and what finish the season six and two, five and three. And I think that would be enough, guys. I think that would be enough. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what you think, man? This is a really tough question, actually. Um, Nate said it best where it's like, I like it, but I hate it. And I, I like it because I'll tell you, this is this, I hate admitting this, but this is kind of the loser mentality of being a, a Washington fan. I want meaningful football in December. Yep. Okay. I've had so many years of uh, my family gave up season tickets because year after year we couldn't, no one would go to the December games. Even yeah. November became a problem. Like after Thanksgiving, you're just eating tickets and yeah. you're trying to give them away. And it's like too many years, this wasn't worth it. And, and so for me, like as a fan, all I ask for is meaningful football in December, where these games like, oh, we might have a chance and you start going through these playoff scenarios. So in that sense, I like it because, that you know, it, I wish we were in a better situation, but we're not. And we're never in a better situation. So I like that. But... I do also look at the fact that, like, how many, how much injuries do we have? How much talent do we have? Mm-hmm. Kind of like last year. It was great making the playoffs. It built up the team. It built up the city. We weren't exactly that good of a team. Mm-hmm. You know, it hurt us the next season with our schedule. It hurt yep. us when it come to draft picks because we were so far behind that we couldn't even go up and get Mac Jones, you know, and now he was the fifth guy picked. You know, it's like, there are bigger things there are more long-term goals that are happening here where like you almost got a you know a top five pick wouldn't be bad either you know there's there's some quarterbacks we may want to go after there's some other players we may want so it's like it's really hard for me to like answer this i'm gonna go incomplete um you know because i just it's like i'm 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 50 50 on like i like being a part of the conversation and I want us to play meaningful games against the NFCs. I don't know what Philly has, to be honest with you. Right. Some weeks they come out here and they, they they play amazing. Other weeks they play terrible. I just I can't get a read on Philly. I'd love to get get a good shot at Dallas. You know they're having a great season. Hats off to them. Mm-hmm. I think we can beat them one of the two games. Yeah, I certainly I think, think so we can. Too. You know, yep. and and I think that might shut them down a little bit. You know, let's get it get a victory over them and our backup quarterback. Um, and so it's like that That part would be exciting. You don't want to go into it, go into the, the last five games with the season over. So I got to say I like it because it just makes for more fun football. But you also got to recognize 
there's a bigger picture out here. We don't want to ruin too much. Very true. Very true. Very true. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it, ladies and gentlemen. So, hey, like Will, like Will mentioned a lot earlier, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> it might be small, but there's always a chance. We say on my show, if you have the faith of the mustard seed, ha, the smallest seed, you have just that faith, you can do it. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I believe. <laughs> I believe, absolutely. Hey, now, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys were with us a week ago, we actually went through and graded our team position by position and also graded the coaches. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see something funny, go back and watch what Ab says about some of these coaches. <laughs> he has had a love-hate relationship with these guys all year long. But, hey, like you said, Ab, when the coaches put the players in beneficial positions and things like they did this past game, you see what happens. You definitely see what happens. But we got we, – we, we missed out on a couple things that we really wanted to kind of get to. And the first thing we wanted to touch on, draft pick grades, ladies and gentlemen – so uh, we're going to go ahead and dive into it. Let me bring this up. And we're going to dive into it with the very first pick. Um, Will, I'm going to come back to you. Jamin, uh, Jamin Davis, linebacker, Kentucky. <sighs> I'm going to be nice. I'm going to go see. Mm. I'm going to go see because he's playing more. He's getting more playing time. He's got, he shows he's got some speed out there. So you certainly hope he just needs to continue to learn and figure things out, but it hasn't been the best start for him. That's mm. for, for certain. I, although I think if we think, look back to the draft, they did talk about this guy being raw and, and coming in. And so maybe our expectations, knowing how terrible our linebackers were, is this guy can come in and, and play immediately um, and contribute, and maybe that was just a little bit too much. Maybe him having to play where John Boss could help him out is, is a little bit more, but it's been a little bit of a struggle with him. But I I, I have a lot of hope for the future for him, so I'll go see. <laughs> and what do you think, man? Uh, I really think I'm going to have to go see also. Um, um and I think this game, this game um, against the Buccaneers kind of <laughs> opened his average for me because um, I really was leaning on like a D minus and mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say bust because I think it's too early to say bust on a player. But Jamin Davis was the Jamin Davis was the second leader of uh, total tackles on our team. And um, he played a lot more. We needed him a lot more. And honestly, I, he showed up pretty, pretty well, pretty good. And to me, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, honestly, I'm okay with you making mistakes. You just got to be out there to make them though. And um, especially the first year and you, and, this is where you learn this like rookie, like your rookie year. This is where you learn and you, you can't learn if you're not out there. So mm-hmm. this game kind of showed me a little bit, a little bit of something like I seen him in coverage. I seen him make these tackles. I seen him like he challenged for net 
phenomenally in this last game. And I honestly, that's some, I appreciate that. That's right. what you should be doing as the middle linebacker to me. So I agree with you, Will. C. But it's only up. because of this game. It's only because of this game. Right. Well, that's why I go D plus because it was going to be a D like you. Because look, we look, we know he was raw. We know what the situation was coming in. But number one, you got to be on the field. But two, to get him as high as we did, and maybe this is more on myself because we had such huge expectations. You know, we thought he could we could put him in there and at least make him do more. And I, I just, I, I just would have expected to see more at this point. Um, you, I, you guys are right. That last game was good. It was really nice, but. At the same time, as in a collective body of work, um, I just, I just, I think I want, want to see more. So I, I can't say he won't, can't improve because we've seen what he can do when he gets in there. But a lot of that is getting on the field, being in there week in, week out, knowing the system, being in the film room, those type of things. So um, right now I got D plus. All right, all right, move on to the next pick. Uh, who did I go? Who did I go to first last time? I went to you, Ab. I went to Will. You went to Will. All right, Ab, I got you next. Sam Cosme, offensive tackle, Texas. Um, was he out there the last game? Yeah. No. No, he's out. Um, when he's out there, um, when he's out there, he's okay. Like honestly, like there's nothing wrong. Like honestly, to me, I I never heard of him before the draft, and I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was kind of like it wasn't a sexy pick, especially the second on uh, going off of what we've got, uh, the Washington football team has done in the second round. We don't pick anybody good in the second round. That's not, our history has been really really bad for second rounders. Honestly, I think this was an okay pick. Honestly. Um, I don't know if they're trying to uh, molt, like maybe he'll move over to left tackle next year. I don't know, but right tackle seems like it's okay. And we got uh, the left tackle position is pretty much locked down. So him being our forever right tackle, I'm okay with. I mean, I and at the same time, you know, I you know we all m- upset with the Mo- uh, Morgan Moses uh, release, and especially mm-hmm. not even getting anything for him, right? But he is actually doing an okay job when he's in. My grade for him, B minus. Hmm. Okay, like that. Will, what you think? Yeah, I, I have to echo just about a lot of everything that you said. I give him a B. Um, like you said, we knew we needed to draft a tackle. I didn't know who. You know, I, I a lot of I think a lot of the offseason I thought we'd go first round left tackle. Um, and so you get him, and you're like, well, we got to root for him now. He's on our team. You don't know, but when he's played, he's played pretty well. And I think what is what is encouraging is for the next, let's just say, five to eight years, we might have our, one of our tackles on whatever side he stays on. You know, it'd be kind of wild that that number seventy six on the right side just seems to be that spot for us. Mm-hmm. Go from John Jansen to Morgan Moses to to Sam Cosme, and and like you said, we've been so bad. After drafting second round picks, we finally hit one. That's it's great. It's great. I'm 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 liking. It. I'm encouraged by that pick. Yeah, yeah. What's your grade? What grade you give? Him? He said B. B. Oh, he said B. Yeah, 
No, I gotta, I, I gotta go with you. I gotta go with you guys with the BB. And I, I think he, when he's in, he's a mainstay. He's learning on the fly. He's doing great. I like you, and I, you know, I watch college football all the time. But I like you, App. I didn't, I had no clue who this guy was. But when I, when they showed me some of the clips when they were doing the pro days and all that stuff, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And like the previews to the draft, so I was like, okay. Um, look, I, this is what we wanted. You guys talked about our our woes in the second round. We got a legit offensive uh, tackle that we needed. Um, as long as we can stay healthy, like we always joke about, but as long as we can continue that going, I mean, this would be great. I give him a B, man. I'm, I'm excited for what he can bring to our team in a position that we have needed for quite some time. You know, um, Moving on, Will, I'm going to come to you, third-round pick, uh, Benjamin St. Juice, cornerback from Minnesota. I'm going to go high here. For a third-round pick, I'm going to give him an A for the impact that he's that he's brought us. There are times we've said that he may be our best corner on, on the field at times. You know, he's allowed – he allowed us – he likes to play the outside. He He's physical. He's long-armed. He can make – plays not just you know he can he can uh knock the ball away from guys he allows kendall fuller to play the slot or put him at at safety if we need to he you know he allows some versatility for a third round pick um it not nothing nearly as good as as the the hit with mclaurin but i think we really hit on this one and did really well and i'm excited for his future um so i'm you know value there increases it to me to be an a yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go next. I gotta agree with you, man. I absolutely gotta agree with you, man. He's literally come in. He's started. He's he's been um, pretty solid, pretty consistent, and and a place where we've had some some woes. Um, I think, especially where we got him um, earlier in the third round. I think that's something that uh, I think we we actually did good between. The Cosme pick and the Benjamin St. Juice pick, I think those are two potential building blocks that you can have, one on offense and one on defense. Um, so and I'm, he's another one that I'm really looking forward to seeing how the next couple of years progress for him. Ab, what do you think, man? Um, well, great. You both said A? Yeah. Um. I um to me um he's on a second concussion right like he's on a second concussion uh being in the in the league um for being as good, like any so what six four six uh, I want to say six three six four as a cornerback that's kind of crazy to me I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a very high B guys um I think his availability uh kind of scorns me a little bit. And I mean, I would like, he's a young guy and to get hurt, uh, to be in the concussion protocol twice already in his short career. Um, that's why we lost, uh, what safety did we lose from the neck injury? Um, it wasn't Everett, was it? Um, the Shazer Everett? Mm-hmm. No. What was that? Mm-hmm. Like a few years ago, like he, uh, he had like a neck issue and he had to retire literally like two years into his uh Kaishan Jarrett. There he, oh, they okay. loved him. You well, yeah oh yeah that injury at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to me is like and, I, and he was 
he was a talent, bro. And like we were looking forward to him, and, I, and he was a later pick, maybe even undrafted. And he, um, and we were like just at, for those steel guys right there. And I think Benjamin was a steel guy too. I think he was probably should have gone a little head uh, above uh, the third round than before the third round. But what I'm saying is, is if you don't learn how to tackle and your position, it's going to be a very short, short career for you. And honestly, we want the best thing you can do is be available for your team. Yep. And honestly, the, the two concussions already is what uh, got what has me kind of ant on them. So I'm going to say a B, guys, honestly. But he is definitely our best cornerback on the team. Nice, nice. All right, moving on to our second pick in the third round, uh, technically our fourth pick overall. I will start with this as I was the one who hyped this up. And I want to be made very clear, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You see this you see this F right here. Yeah. yeah. F yeah. F. Okay. I can't even I can't even blame this on you not being on the field because when you are on the field, you have done poor. You have done terrible, man. You I, look, I was the one who hyped you up. I was the one, Carolina, all day. And, I and look, shout out to him. Maybe he hasn't, you know, got his feet right. Maybe he's just still trying to get acclimated to the system. Whatever it is, he has not looked like the deep threat that I ranted and raved about all offseason and last year coming out of North Carolina. Um, he just never has really gotten his feet under him. And it, it you know I'm a homer. You know I love my guys. I, I will shout out Tar Heel Nation all day, every day. But now, nah, bro. You you know if I can go lower than that, I would because you just you 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 made me look bad. All right, you're done. Get out, get out of Washington. All right, <laughs> Will, what you got, man? <laughs> I'm glad you went first because I think you needed to go first on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you know what? You know what this shows you. You can't get overhyped about training camp. Because even in training camp, he was getting all the hype from the writers. They were saying how good and how fast he looked, and and he's playing all over the place. And now we're we're halfway through the the season, and and the writers when they do their their mid season grades are like, well, he's really raw, and you can see that he's not ready to play. And it's like, it, it has to be an F because he's done nothing for us, and he's gotten hurt at times. And when he's out there, he just does not. You know, it's like, it, and it, it's, he's the biggest disappointment of the season so far. It, besides overall injuries, like he's the biggest disappointment because I think we really thought we had this, this steal of a draft pick yeah. that was going to be the next Terry McLaurin for us. And man, is it, you know, I'm not giving up on him career wise, but it ain't this year. No, it ain't this year. Yeah, I don't know where you guys got that thought that he was going to be a stud, but you know, it's <laughs> not like I was mentioning him. Go ahead, Ab. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Sorry, Sean. Like I can only think of like I can like yeah. I, I'm with you. You both said it right. Like he's just he hasn't really shown up when he had the uh the uh availability to show what he can do and he just hasn't done it like you know what i'm saying and i think it honestly he might i see the potential on him i do i think we might be just the worst team 
Like, we're the worst team for quarterbacks, and I want to say wide receivers <laughs> too. Like, I think we're not a good team for that. And, yeah. like, I, it's just – it's just like honestly, I, I don't, I don't know so much about the hype on um, like training camp and everything like that. I think there's a little bit of truth to it, but it's just something about us and quarterbacks and wide receivers that we just don't bode well with them at all, man. Like, and it, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, like because uh, we had AGG and Harmon, and like honestly, I'm still big on them. It's just. For whatever it is, they're just not clicking here. You know what I'm saying? I, but I think I think somewhere else they might go. I think if uh, Brown was maybe on the Patriots or something, it'd be a different story. It would be a, a big different story. But at the same time, I don't think he's had any opportunities lately. So what can we really say about him like other than incomplete but enough, you know? I'll give my blessing. Just give him an F. Get out of here. <laughs> Yo, we got to move on from this one. Yo, the next one is uh, the first pick in the fourth round, who I would, after this week's performance, I'd take him over De'Ami Brown. John Bates, tight end from Boise State. Will, what do you think, man? So it's tough to kind of grade him because his season is occurring the way we kind of anticipated. He was drafted to be our second, third tight end, be the blocker guy. So he's done that. You know, they said he could be a red zone target. And, I mean, you saw that catch on, on Sunday. But he snatched that thing out of the air. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like he had any problem. And, and I'm I'm reading some things about him. And they, they say he's got just as good of hands as, as Logan and, and Ricky did, Ricky does. That, okay. that catching is not a problem. It's, can he get open? That's right. the problem for him. <laughs> so, right, right. So <laughs> – it's like, how do you grade this guy where he's doing what he was kind of brought in to do, which is be unspectacular at, at, at what you do? I mean, I guess I'll be nice tonight and say I'll give him a, a C, and maybe maybe Sunday's game is 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 um, affecting my grade. It's curving my grade up, you know, because I mean, up until then he you didn't see him, but blocking, so you can't really grade him much on that, but. But he, he trended a little bit, and now we need him because now he's our starting tight end. Um, yeah. So let's see how he does. Yeah. Ab, what do you think, man? Um, I – I'm sorry. Um, I can't help but blame the coaches for how they uh, used him. We made the argument saying that the coaches uh, – finally used Heineke in a way that he was successful in. I don't think they did that with anybody else, though. I don't think they um, utilized the other players like that. Maybe McKissick, that's a different argument. But um, John Bates, I don't think so. I think John Bates is just a a rookie version of uh, Cameron Brait. Um, um, and honestly, you can block, like, honestly, Brate had his first touchdown against us. And, you know, it's the same play that they do uh, with Gronkowski. They sit there and you block at the line. You block for about a two seconds or so, and then you release, and then you uh, run forward maybe three yards, and the ball is right there. 
they don't create any of these plays for our players like that. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's just it's some really novice shit that um, how they make these plays. And um, but he has the body type as a break. He has a, honestly, he could probably have a body type as like Gronkowski, but we just don't know how to use him, man. And like to me, it's like, is that? Do we blame him for that, or do we blame our coaches? You right. know, so right. I mean, I, I we can put all the blame on him because of how the coaches utilize him, but and I mean, how do they utilize any of these players? But Bray, like honestly, he's done what he was supposed to do when we drafted him, and so I mean, so what is that? I'll give you a C for that, but to me, is that we'll see what's different is. Uh, when it comes to your turn to start catching these balls and everything like that, I don't think you should be swinging them out to the where he almost created that fumble. I don't think that's the spot you put it right in at. You right. get what I'm saying? Like he should be in the he should be finding a soft spot in the middle of the defense where there's a hole at, and that's where you dunk the dump dump the ball off to him. Mm-hmm. They didn't utilize them like that. So again. How do you utilize them, and do we blame him or do we blame the coaches? So I give him a C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have to because we can't judge him on things we haven't seen if he hasn't been on the field. Because, like you said, if the coaches haven't put him out there, you know what can we really judge him on? But look, that game we saw that game, and and he look he he was available. He did what he needed to do. Now let's be very clear, he did get those catches, but that. He was an elbow away from losing the ball in our red zone, giving it back to Tom Brady and what would have potentially changed definitely the whole momentum of the game. Now, he got saved by the rule and his elbow being down, but, you know, but like you said, Ab, that's not somebody who I need shooting out in the flat real quick, especially when you know those corners are coming up really quick. So as soon as he turns around, they're clipping him. I don't need him doing that. Give him something, 10 yards, boop, sit down, done. You know, so and, and look, we'll see. They removed it again. This is the only thing we have to really judge him on. We don't really have much footage elsewhere to be like, oh, yeah, well, he did this on this round, this and that. So I got to go like C, but uh, that, that ball control issue, if you get hit, because, you know, everybody's going for that pop, that, you know, knockout, you know, the knockout punch of the ball. So you need to protect that ball. Um, and, and if you look at that clip, when he got up and kept running, then he kind of, you know, was juggling it and, and essentially kicked it to them. You know what I mean? So, look, again, I can't really blame him that much because if you haven't been on the field and the first time you really get in action, yeah, you might have some jitters. I get that. So, I look, I want to give him a bit of the doubt. Um, but, yeah, um, see. But, hey, John Bates, man, Boise State. Shout out to you, buddy. Shout out to you. Now, look, I'm coming to you next because next pick in the draft Safety from the University of Cincinnati, Derek Forrest. Um, haven't seen much of him. Um, so, uh, like, this is as much of an incomplete as you can get right here to me. <laughs> I was hoping to say that. I was like, this guy's the incomplete. He's been on injured reserve the entire season. Yep. I was hoping yep. I'd get to go first. <laughs> Because it is, you know, unless you fail him for being hurt, but he hasn't been eligible. Right. 
I mean, it says that he has a tackle on the game uh, against Tampa Bay, but like I said, they they play him sparingly. Like like he like he played like the first game, and then he didn't seem like he played at all, and then all of a sudden he shows up again uh, this last game. But like it's just he plays sparingly. This is as incomplete as you can get right here, man. We really yeah. can't. You really cannot say anything about this guy. You don't know what you have in this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, Will, I'm coming to you. But, yeah, that one tackle, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember it was the first time I had heard his name. And I was like, oh, well, it was on special teams. I think it was a special teams tackle where he came down the field and, and got it. And I was like, oh, he's on the team. Cool. Cool. But, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm up with you. I got nothing to judge this guy on. Okay, glad you got a tackle, man. But, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Will, what do you think? Uh, yeah, incomplete. Absolutely yeah. incomplete. But to what you just said, Sean, that's exactly the role that he was drafted to do this year is to play special teams. So if that's what he can do and he's already making impact, man, good for him. But, yeah, it's like I, I don't want to knock the guy because he hasn't been able to play. So we got no, no film to go on. So incomplete. There you go. There you go. All right, moving on. And actually, I don't even know if we can really judge this. Um, sixth round pick, uh, Cameron Cheeseman, long snapper from Michigan. <laughs> Will, what you got on this one? Oh, he's an A. What a steal the draft, man. People are yelling that you don't draft a long snapper. We just got our guy for the next 10 years. Let's get it. Snapping it back with, with, with force to, to Tress Way. I mean, this, this guy's a stud. What a steal. I have no idea. I mean, he ain't, he ain't snapping it over people's heads. He's not snapping it into the ground, so I think he's doing good. He's, a, hey. uh, he's getting A. He's doing good. <laughs> yeah, what do you think, man? Uh, honestly, like, uh, he's not he's not snapping over people's heads. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. And honestly, it's – it, like honestly, I haven't seen much of anything just being totally ridiculous on his part, like bad snaps or anything like that. So to me, um, I'm gonna have to, like I'm gonna say C plus because he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. I just don't like like I'm real like honestly, I have to knock him for being drafted in the sixth round. Like, that's what, that's the only bad thing I really have to shit on him about is because you do not have to draft a long snapper. You do not. <laughs> he will be there you, later. <laughs> you do not. So it's literally wasted, wasted a pick. And it just, it, like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, so that's the only reason why I'm shitting on them. Like, so C-plus for doing your job, yeah. but you get, you, I'm sorry, you're an A for doing your job, but I have to deduct points because we drafted <laughs> you in a C in, in the sixth round. So <laughs> I got to check out your scoring scales, man. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm going to be very clear. This might shock you. You think you were rough on him? I'm rougher. I give him an F. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not – look, look. This has nothing to do with football at all. This has to do with the college that he went to and my and my love for my fiancé. And he went to Michigan. My fiancé is a Michigan State fan, so I can't root for the guy. He's garbage. Let's go. <laughs> no, look. Hey, like you said, we can't really – hey, the ball's been getting back there to everybody. He's had to deal with three different kickers. 
hey, he replaced the guy that had been there for some time. Hopefully he can keep this up. But like you said, Ab, you don't waste a pick this high. I mean, I think at, at this point, I think uh, Jabril Cox was still available. Um, Brevin Jordan was still available. We were talking about that on draft night. Was it? Wasn't it before the sixth round and they get pick six? Maybe Jordan, but but um, Cox was drafted in the third round by Dallas. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. But no, yeah. I would I would have been screaming if he was still available and we go drafting a long snapper. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, so. you could even you can even throw a pick at a quarterback in the sixth round. You know what I'm saying? Like just here, like just throw it at a dart on the wall or some shit like that, but. A long snapper, bro? Bro. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Yes. All right. So quickly moving on to, we had three picks in the seventh round. The first one, Adam, coming to you, William Bradley King, from defensive end from Baylor. Um, This is an incomplete two. I don't Hmm. think we've seen him. Is he even on the practice squad? Um. He's on the practice squad. So, yeah, incomplete, man. So, yeah, mm-hmm. next. Yeah. Will, you got the same thing? Uh, I know we, we can't we can't really fault him for being a seventh-round pick, but he didn't make the roster, and the other guy did. Mm-hmm. So I can't grade him with the same. So I'm going to give him an F. He didn't make the okay. roster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't I haven't literally not seen anything from him. So I, I got to go incomplete myself. Um, next, Will, I'm coming back to you, Shaka Tony. Yeah, so I was really surprised that he made the roster, and he did. Um, and now he's going to get a chance to play, and, and there's some folks that are that are excited to, to see it. Um, uh, how do I grade him for being a backup, backup, backup defensive end? And spe- but he's played special teams, so for doing his role on special teams, I'll give him a C. He's done nothing, nothing to go less than that, nothing to go above it. Yep. Ab, what do you think? Um, honestly, like I have to say incomplete too. Like, what do you we have no nothing to grade him on, you know what I'm saying? So um he will like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it'll I'm assuming it'll be him, Tony and Two Hill at the defensive end spots, and so uh, I think that's when you'll move up. Um, was it uh, King Smith? Smith King? Is that no? The- no, they brought up your guy uh, Bunmi Rotimi, and then they they promoted Daniel Wise this week. Um, but da- don't forget, James Smith Williams is going to be the starter. He's their he's their third defensive end. Next guy in the rotation. Okay. Okay. So to me, so to me, incomplete for this. Then um, I like again. Like, there's not much to grade him on. Like, it's not like he got much work as a defensive end. So, mm-hmm. not much to really say right here. Yeah, as a defensive end, I agree with that. Um, as somebody that's being available, as you know, he's a seventh round pick, so there wasn't that much expected, and he's kind of like there um, for us, where he's like. All right, I'm on special teams. You know, and we've we've talked about it many times how people as great as Terrell Davis made the team for started by playing on special teams. So he's available when we need him. Let's definitely see. I think a lot of things we might be potentially grading him on is 
potential because now we're definitely going to see what he's going to, you know, now the rubber hits the road. Now we're going to see him in action. So we will definitely see how that is. But like you said, Ab, like you, as far as defensive end, we can't really judge him on that right now. You know, we can judge him on just being a part of the team. Last but most certainly not least, Dax Milne, wide receiver, BYU. I'm going to start and I'm going to say C minus. And the reason I add that minus, because Dax, man, we, we, we said that you were going to be the one that was going to make the team from the very bottom. That fumble, man, bro, I was hot. I, and you looked on his face, man. Look, I, <laughs> Dax looked like a little kid about to cry sitting on that bench. And if you watched him walk to the bench, nobody talked. They just made like a little path. He went down and sat there. The camera went to him. He was just <laughs> <laughs> so he's happy they won that game. And and that's why I go with the uh, minus. But look, last player uh, drafted. We, we know what he did with Zach Wilson at BYU and everything coming in. All things considering, we had a bunch of people before him and talked about that in the offseason. He's, he's done what he's asked. With the exception of the fumble, he's been pretty consistent. He's at least been getting on the field, doing what he's needed to do. So I can't really gauge him on a lot, um, but I do. And again, most of this is on potential, and hopefully he'll do some more. I got to go see minus. Um, on that one, on that one. Um, Ab, what do you think? I'm going to say D because he only has, what, five catches on the year? So I'm at D minus, definitely. Yeah. You only have five catches, and um, you're getting this opportune time uh, over a third-round pick, you know what I'm saying? So you need to make the most of it, and I just don't think he's doing that. Uh, so, yeah, D minus, guys. Gotcha. Will, what do you think, man? Well, he's certainly not outplaying Adam Humphreys, so he's not doing what you all wanted him drafted to do. Oh, man. So I can't dream him good on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's kind of your seventh-round pick. What are our expectations of you, you know, in your first year, in your first eight games? Um, okay, so you've gotten open. Wide receivers can get open, can run mm-hmm. routes. So I can't really be like, oh, good, good job. And that fumble, you know, you know, is, is not not going to keep you on the field. Um, I'll go see. I'll be nice. He's a seventh round pick. He's gotten open a couple times, but he ain't making much of an impact. And I don't have a lot of like, like, ah, uh, like Deami Brown is like, well, I really want to see what he can develop into. Dax Mill, I'm like, he's yeah. a nice player. Is he going to be on next year's roster? I can't tell you that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So look, that, that is our, um, that we, there is the grades we have for each of the teams. Yeah. Should we do the two undrafted? I know Nathan asked us to talk about Reyes. Should we talk about Patterson? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so with the first uh, undrafted, let's talk about it. Jared Patterson out of Buffalo. Um, we, yeah, we ran and raved about him. Um, Look, he's had some decent days. He had some days where he got in. He's getting things going. We all know he's behind two guys that are solid in their position. Gibson, when he's on the field, McKissick, he's been obviously showing out. So behind the two of them, he's not getting a lot of looks. I want to definitely give him the shout-out because, like we talked about, he was in the very end of the depth chart in, in training camp, and he made the cut as the third running back. 
You know what I mean? So we got to give him credit for that. I'm going to give him a C just to be positive because I'm still hoping he turns out like he's going to, like I want him to do. Will, what do you think? Yeah, you factor in the fact that he was undrafted and the fact that he is playing behind two guys who are really good at what they do or show potential to be really good at what they do. The touches are going to be limited. They're, they're, he's not going to have a lot of chances. And there's been moments where he's been that one cut, hit the hole, run hard guy that looks really, really good. That shows that, hey, you know, I think at one point we, we were saying, you know, this guy's going to be our number two back next year. You know, McKissick is gone. Right now I think McKissick is way too valuable on our team to not have. But but Patterson has shown that he deserves to play in this league, um, and he's got a spot out, you know, he can, he can contribute to a team. So I'll go. I'll go C plus. You know he's got some some learning to do, but you know he's he's playing well. Ah, what you think? Uh, I'm gonna say B minus, guys. Um, given the opportunity that he has, he makes the most of it. And honestly, like I, that's what you want from people. You know, what I'm saying once they get on the field, once they are, have the opportune time to actually do something, you want them to do something with that ball. And honestly, he does. And like you said, you said it well. He just like he hits that hole so hard sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And like, like to me, I I see this man being on our team, like being on our team for a while. And honestly, it's just it's you can't you can't judge a person because they don't have the stats and everything like that. You you only you should be judging them on what they have done when they give given the opportunity. And he's done a lot. I, I, To me, I like it. I like what he's doing. I like what he has done. And he, like, honestly, given more chances, he might be he might be a game changer come a year or two. So uh, B minus, guys. I like it. I like it. Now, for the very last person, we have to shout out – our, our dear buddy and and once member of the show, Mr. Moral Support, Anton Benton. Got to bring up his guy. This guy was repping Samus Reyes all off season. Hey, this guy, he's got a little bit of action, not much. Ab, what do you think? Uh, so one thing I didn't, I saw when I rewatched the game but I didn't see when I was at the game was how excited Reyes was about jumping into this game, bro. Like, I, like, the, like, you know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's what you should be like ready. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like one thing, one thing a lot of people don't know, uh, coach Myers, he told all his running backs, I shouldn't have to look for you. You should already <laughs> be ready. Yes. You should be yes. already ready to jump in the game when I'm when I need you. He and looked, literally, look, hold up, Ab, Ab, I got, I got to say, he would say, "You need, you can almost annoy me because when I turn, you need to be right there." Right. <laughs> like he literally, like literally, and all you did, and I'm trying to tell you, if people paid attention to to this, they literally saw a group of people following the head coach. Up and down the field, like just like you know what I'm saying, and that's what he did. 
And Reyes was that on Sunday, bro. He was exactly that. He literally was ready when when he saw that uh was it Jones? What's uh I forget Seals Jones, my bad. Yeah. Seal, Seal, Jones Seal, whatever his name is, yeah, when he got hurt, Reyes was ready to jump up on there and start playing, bro. He's like, my turn? My turn? But then it was like, okay, we need special teams. But he was on the special teams. Right. But the whole, point is, the whole point of what I'm saying is this dude was ready to jump on the field and start playing. And honestly, I'm excited for that. Like, that's the type of stuff I really want to see. So, to me, he, I don't know. I, I don't know if he has stats. I don't I don't re- recall him making a catch or anything like that. But this dude, honestly, incomplete. But I'm anticipating him doing more for this team. I am excited for – it's a excited incomplete. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm – like I, I'm ready to see what this guy has. Like, put him in, coach. Yeah, definitely. Will, what you think, man? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> a successful 2021 season for Sammy Reyes isn't incomplete because we really just I, I don't I don't want him on the field right now. Dude just learned how to play football. So the idea, you know, he wouldn't have made the team if we didn't know that he would get snatched up. So I mean, my gosh, why did why did they not Joe Gibbs this guy? Uh, he's hurt. His ankle's yeah. hurting him. We need to put him on IR for the whole year <laughs> just so that he can him. have him on his team. That Joe Gibbs does it with all his quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what we needed to do this guy. But And now that he's got a chance to play, we'll see. I mean, I'm nervous. You, yeah. know? you know, what blocking assignments is he going to miss? Mm. You know, that, that, so that part is nervous. Like, I hope they use him like, okay, you're going to run this route right here. And that's right. what you're going to do. Um, but incomplete should be a good grade for him. That's okay. We, he is who he is. He's got to okay. work. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we can go any farther than that. I just want to shout him out. I'm glad he's still hyped up, pumped up. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that uh, um, when I mentioned, you know, being around the coach, another thing is you know, you want to stay in that huddle because especially later in the season, you know, it's kind of hard when it's getting chilly over there and you got to – you know, that's why everybody was like, why you always run around and jump, man? I stayed warm. I stayed warm. <laughs> and I was always springing, friggin' bounce, bounce. Okay, we're good. We're good. But I love that, man. I love that, man. Because, you know, Reyes, we talked about him in the offseason. We all did not know what to expect from him. He made, you know, he, he made a team. He's, he's with us. <laughs> he, just whatever way you can get on the field, get on the field, man. I, I just am expecting so much. I'm hoping I hate that it has to come about because of all these injuries and all the things like that. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he does good things. But I don't. Again, I, we don't. What do we have to judge him on? You know. So I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping for good things. Incomplete is, I think, all, only only place we can go with this. Only place we go. Nate's asking why aren't we giving him any love? I said, I said, I answered. We answered all your stuff. We will talk about Samus Reyes because of you, Nate. Yeah. No, he's saying why any love? Like, why aren't we talking positive? No, he he wrote that at nine forty, so I think he wanted it. I wanted us to talk about it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's why. That's why I brought up the the undrafted. So shout out to Nate for for helping us come up with our topics. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Yo. All right, man. And hey, hey, we talked about draft grades. Okay. Now we also made a couple moves. Nothing major, majorly flashy. But one guy was somewhat flashy, and he has not panned out. But our free agency and offseason grades. Look, we've brought in a number of guys, a bunch of guys that we kind of hyped up, a bunch of guys that I kind of hyped up that haven't seen the field this year, um, a bunch of guys that only one of us thought was even going to make the team, you know. But hey, there we go. We don't. Hey, we now know halfway through the season kind of how some of these things have panned out. And uh, uh, Will, I'm gonna come to you first. The first person that we got to talk about, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, I don't mean it to be mean, but it for, if for a value of signing and play, it's an F because yeah. he hasn't. You know, he, our starting quarterback's been in and out the whole season. He made it through what? A quarter and a half, maybe. I think so. If yeah. that, something like that, he didn't even make it through a first game. I don't say it to be mean. I feel bad for the that he didn't ever got the opportunity, but just judging as is, it's a failed signing. Yep. Eb. Um. F him. Like, what are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> F the dude. What are you like? You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. So, I don't understand why. Like, so this guy, so, okay, so it's rumored that this guy um, got hurt prior to the game. So, like, he hurt his hip at, like, a water park or something like that. But everyone, but you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone, like, we can't judge this guy off of that? No, yes, we can, man. Like, Dwayne Haskins gets judged so much harder off of things and and I'm look I'm not making I'm not get defending Dwayne Haskins at all but if a guy gets hurt prior to his first game on a new team I think we all can agree that uh even when Ryan Fitzpatrick was in it didn't look like he was there it didn't look like he was doing anything at all so Almost like he did have an injury prior to that game. So to me, I'm not even sitting here going to even make excuses for this dude. F this dude. Uh, I'm like, I'm mad about players coming in, taking our money, and not doing shit. Like, mm. I'm already upset about that. Mm. So F this guy. Honestly, yeah. especially, especially if he got hurt before this game, bro. I'm trying to tell you, F this dude. All the way. So, yeah, I, I'm already through F, 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 and F meaning other words, too. F this dude. There you go. There you go. And, ladies and gentlemen, give me a second while I wipe the egg off of my face. Because when these two gentlemen told me what in the world are we doing getting Ryan Fitzpatrick, I told them he was the answer. He was the future. I was wrong, 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 wrong. Fitz didn't even get in there, but let, not even a full half, and he got hurt. And, hey, ab- absolutely right. If you sat there and you got hurt prior to that and you were doing something off and then didn't even report it and all that, you know, I got nothing. But, look, we have nothing to judge you on on the field. We can judge you from your preseason stuff. We can judge you from all that stuff you were talking. Look, F. F. I don't where go, we can go with this. F. And here's another F. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Because what in the – F, mm-hmm. just a complete F. Ab, what do you think, man? 
uh, I am right there with you, FF and FF. And, like, honestly, this guy is literally another Richardson. Was it Paul Richardson? Uh, this guy is just another Paul Richardson, man. Coming in, getting our hopes up, has a good season the year prior, comes in here, free agent deal, and um, takes up our money for another two, three years, and and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Without doing much in anything to earn that money for us. Like, I just, I do not appreciate at all how these players get, like, they play hard the season prior on their contract year, and then they're softer than baby shit when it comes to uh, proving that contract right. You know, I I just don't understand it, man. Now, I mean, yeah, you get paid that one time, but are you not thinking about the rest of your, your career, your legacy? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just I don't like it at all. It's not a good look. It really isn't. Paul Richardson – did he even get a chance? Did he even play anywhere else after us? I don't think so. No. That's what I'm saying. It's like these guys do like these guys do this. I'm injured shit. Like honestly, it's football. We're all injured. Right. You you stay injured, but you play through it. Like you get what I'm saying? You find a way to play through it. And and I'm not saying and, it, and I'm generalizing it and I'm sorry about that, but we have a running back over here that is playing through shin splints, uh, a fractures, uh, a fracture shin, and you're talking like you're like literally you, you can't even dress up for games. Ah, I'm mm. done with it. F this dude too. Mm. Well, what you think? So it obviously has to be an F, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> this is an organizational failure, okay? Because. I don't know if we knew that he was injured when we signed him, but their reluctancy to just take care of this stupid thing is a failure to Curtis Samuel. It's a failure to our team in general. It's a failure to the entire offense. Ron gets so defensive when reporters ask him about him because they keep saying, well, where's Curtis Samuel? Is he coming back this week? He gets so angry. And people at one point were like, do you think he's going to need surgery? And he's like, guys, guys, stop it. Move on to another topic. And it's like, no, you signed this guy for $13 million a year. He's not playing. He's got this injury. You, you're, you put him on IR. Then you took him off. Now he's still hurt. He's not practicing ever. He's not on team drills. He does individual drills every single week. You don't have an athletic trainer because he's getting in trouble with the feds. You don't have the assistant athletic trainer because he's in trouble with the feds. You're bringing Bubba Tyre in, who was back in Joe Gibbs' days in the 80s and 90s, to handle some of this right now. Like, This is a complete organizational failure on this. And the fact that they won't just swallow their pride and say, shut him down, start again next year, makes no sense to me. If yeah. you really – I get, I, I understood it earlier in the season when you said – we don't want to have surgery because he's working his way back. He's worked his way back against Atlanta. He tweaked it. He got hurt. He's been nowhere since, including the bye week. He had two weeks to recover in the bye week. It ain't happening. This is a lost season for him. Call it what it is so this dude can get healthy and have a full off season to recover. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And, and to, to move on, um, 
Uh, and actually, uh, I you know what? There, look, ladies and gentlemen, there's a big list of free agent signings, but I, I realized the time. So I do want to just point out a couple people really quickly. Um, one of them being William Jackson III. Will, what do you think about that? Uh, as disappointed as you are in Deami Brown, I am in William Jackson III. I, I really thought this was going to be a great signing. I thought he was going to make plays here. I thought we were going to put him in the position that maybe he didn't in Cincinnati, and it ain't happening. And and even on Sunday, he made that interception. Awesome. Thank you. You're right in the right place, run time. I still remember then, like, what, the next drive or two after that, Tom Brady picked him, you know, and got a big play over him. You know, and it, it's the same things with him. I don't know. I don't know if the if they if they can come together on the coaching staff and figure out what to do with these guys. But as of or if it, if he is not a fit, I don't know that part of it. All I know is this signing ain't working. Um, I'm gonna give it a wrap. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? I'm gonna give him an incomplete. Only because I think they don't like. He's obviously talented. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I just don't think they put them in the right situations, man. I really don't. And I, my guy, I'm tired of, I'm like, I'm tired of, like, I'm tired of this team just making players like deeming them bad because they can't put them in the, in the right situation to excel, you know, and it's not right. It's not a good, it's not, it doesn't look good. Because eventually, after you do it to several players, people are going to start to look and be like, uh, you said this about the last five players. Maybe it's the coaching. But then you already deemed these other players bad players, and now you potentially ruin their career. I don't like that. I really don't like that. So to me, I think it's an incomplete. I really think they do not know how to use him correctly. And I'm gonna just say that I'll I'll say that they just don't know how to use them correctly, and I think uh, Jack Del Rio he's old school like you like maybe he just doesn't know how to deal with a certain type of cornerback, and I think <laughs> and to me I like I just don't I, I'm not feeling the way that they uh, I'm not feeling the way that they coached this team coordinated this team. In the first half of the year, so I'll say incomplete. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, I got, I got D. Um, <coughs> I mean, I, I think, I mean, he's been there, he's been on the field, but I think it goes to kind of what you was talking about with the scheme, with the coaching. You know, it doesn't matter how good of a player is if you don't put him in the right position to be successful. Then, you know, what do, what, what do you do it? You know, so I think it's going to come down to more of that. And I mean. <laughs> Even Will, man, I might even bite back against that inter- the one interception he did make because if you go back to that video, you look and you listen to the uh, the announcers, they kept saying Tom Brady telegraphed this throw. Tom Brady telegraphed it, and it's kind of like, oh, I want to give it to you, William Jackson, but I'm trying to throw it to you. You know what I mean? So I'm glad you didn't drop the ball. So uh, you know, I, I guess I you know our expectations were definitely high when we got him with the coaches we had, but it's like you said, man, Ab, you got. The scheme's got to be right. You've got to figure out what works best with who you have and put them in the positions to be successful. It's just that simple. It's just it's just that simple. Now, Ab, I'm going to come back to you on somebody that was a favorite player of yours this offseason. 
Mr. Adam Humphreys, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I hope this is the last one because <laughs> Adam Humphreys is straight garbage. So honestly, I like if if Milne's in there and playing on the field, then Adam Humphreys isn't showing what um, he should be showing. Honestly, I think he literally got on the team because of being uh Ryan Fitzpatrick's favorite Buddy. uh yeah. wide receiver and then like honestly when Ryan Fitzpatrick got hurt then they should have cut him too like yep. it should have been like it should have been too easy to do that but again like I honestly he's an F for me I always been the F from day one to me honestly I don't like nah yeah bro like I don't yeah I'm not feeling this at all it's an F. Yes. Yeah, hey, hey, Will, what do you think, man? <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, Adam Humphreys ain't making us a better team. Yeah. Okay? I can't give him the same grade as someone who can't even get on the field. So I have to give him a letter grade up because of that. So I will give him a D. But I think – I lost my notes. I accidentally deleted them when making this week's notes. I think he might have 20 catches on the year. Like – and that's our like second leading receiver. That's a problem. Okay, so that's that is not good offense right there. And I expected him to be a third down and red zone end zone type of player over the middle, yeah. making quick plays in the slot. And he hasn't been that. He hasn't had an impact out there. Can he make catches? Can he make reliable catches? And and he makes he's made a big catch in, in several of our wins. He's made a big catch. So so I have to give him something there. But I expected more out of him on the team, and he's not doing that. So I'll only give him a D. Yeah, yeah, expect definitely. Expect but I think more you know the the big thing about this overall is compared to last year, our off season and free agency it was a complete bust. That's a big freaking problem because guess what we did this this past off season? We revamped our front office and yeah. who made these decisions. We yeah. cut and got rid of a guy who was a part of this, and he's now in Atlanta. And yeah. we brought all in these general managers, guys who three guys have been general managers that are helping Ron pick players, and we just gave all of them a failing grade. Our top yeah. four off-season additions, we gave a failing grade, and some of our draft picks, our early draft picks that are supposed to be income, those will be impact players. We're not giving favorable grades. That's a major, major problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, hey, I just and real quick, I just want to get a letter grade. He wouldn't be normally he wouldn't even matter, but he has been playing, especially his last two weeks. I'll start um, DeAndre Carter. I'm going to give him a B because before the season, we didn't even know who he was and we didn't even want to have him on the team. And for him to have back to back weeks with touchdowns, this man, they said six years ago was a substitute school teacher. You know what I mean? And now he's on the field doing great for us um so real quick ab what do you uh think what's your grade for him real quick uh honestly he's um a big shock honestly it's one like what we do is we get these free agent guys that are undrafted and we uh, see what they're about honestly i like that's a plus on our side, but yeah, it's like he's a pleasant surprise. Uh, 
considering the last two weeks, I yeah, I, I could be, I could say a B. Like honestly, uh, that just means that they are um, they're learning. They're not sitting there trying to fo- uh, force the ball to Humphreys or have Humphreys out there, Dazi Dot. They're actually learning and trying to make adjustments. That's why you're seeing so much of DeAndre Carter. So honestly, I approve of this. So yeah, definitely a B. Will, what you think? Yeah, what a pleasant surprise. Um, I kind of thought from a kick returner standpoint that they would give him a chance to kind of see what he does, minus that touchdown return. But, you know, getting the ball past the 25, doing better than just fair catching it or letting the ball bounce into the end zone. And he does that. So to that, I would give him a B. The fact that what he's provided in our passing game, which as little passing game as we have, I think for what he's been, he's for his season so far, he's been an absolute A um, for us. What a great yeah. surprise. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's averaging 16.4 yards a, a, pl- uh, a catch. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take, take that. that all day. Yeah. Yeah. And that he's, over the he's shoulder. Leading. Yeah. Leading, <laughs> leading the team. That's even over Terry. Well, that's nice. That's nice. I like that. And that over-the-shoulder catch he made for that touchdown was was sweet. It was Very beautiful. Nice. I would bet beautiful. that that's leading Terry because I would imagine you could see it at the game, but did they pretty much have a safety play over the top of Terry? So uh, I'd say it's over Terry because of uh, a pure numbers thing. You get what I'm saying? Like Terry obviously has more catches and right. – um, there's some a lot of them are those five yard catches. That's yeah. a lot of Terry's um, yardage Slant. right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I can't call it on um, having the safety over Terry. I can't call it so much, but I can tell you that Terry has a lot more uh, receptions than uh, Carter does, and that's why. And that's why the numbers are slighted that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna kick it right there on the fa- on the uh, those because we are coming close to the two hour mark. For those of you that are still with us, I think Nate hopped off because he's got to go on his show, ladies and gentlemen. Big Nate Talk podcast tonight, ten forty five, I believe. He's talking you know football game, basketball, college, everything. Guys have some late nights. I don't know how you guys do this. Oh man, I can't. Hey, I'm I'm struggling. I am struggling. <laughs> I say I need I need to start texting Nate when I'm up at five fifteen. Hey, buddy, what are you doing right now? <laughs> right, right. Are you, are you <laughs> live? Are you live right now? <laughs> yeah, he will be starting. You know, hey, my kid's up. So am I. He will be starting podcast at ten forty five. Yo, so yo, real quick, we do want to touch on the week eleven preview. The Carolina Panthers. Are, we are going to Carolina to play the Panthers. We know they just signed Cam. Um, from all intents and purposes, we've heard he was practicing with the first team, and that's what we're looking like we're going to see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go right into it. Just what, hey, what do you guys think? Um, Ab, I'll come to you first. What, what do you think What do you think we're going to do? With, what's the predictions? Just where are you going with that? Um, I think this is a nitty-gritty game, bro. I I honestly think that's why they're bringing um, um, Cam in, and I I I really think that's what it's going to be. It's gonna uh, it's going to be a nitty gritty game. 
and Carolina is going to deep, try to debo us on defense. And um, but no, I think uh, I think it'll be a close game overall, though a uh, close game. So um, twenty-four twenty. Hmm. Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Will, what you think? <clears throat> yeah, this is a hard game to to predict because Cam is gonna is gonna start. We don't know what that's gonna mean. Um, you know, out there. Carolina has the ability, has has on paper the ability to absolutely beat us and beat us like they did last year, where they beat us pretty good when they came to came to DC. Um, I think McCaffrey, obviously McCaffrey is the key to their offense. He's their lead. You know, they want to go with him in the passing game and in the running game. And so I'm excited to see Landon Collins go up against him. They finally, for the first time this week, said exactly what Landon's role is. And they call him the big nickel, the Buffalo nickel, you know, and his job is going to be to spy McCaffrey. And that's going to be a good test for him. It's going to be a good, like, see, like, hey, is this an impact role that that he can really do? Like, and shut down a, one of the league's best players. Um, they've got a dynamic receiver in DJ Moore. Uh, so he he very well might carve us up. And then at their defense, just kind of looking at some of the numbers that make me nervous, they basically use Hassan Reddick and just say every single down, go get the quarterback. You know, it'd be really nice that maybe we did that with, with Chase and Montez. He's got nine and a half sacks. <clears throat> Wow. Right behind him is Brian Burns with six sacks. So they can put pressure on the quarterback. Oh, wow. Offensive yeah. line is going to be in some trouble. Heineken's going to be, he, you know, he might be running for his life here. And behind that, they make some plays on defense. They have eight picks already. And Stephon, Stephon Gilmore has been there, what, three, four games? He always has two of them. So obviously he's been an immediate impact player. Um, so I think it might be, it's going to be a challenge. Ab is right saying this is going to be a slugfest. Um I'm going to go because this is Ron's homecoming. Yep. There's going to be a little bit more motivation there. I'm going to say we're going to get it somehow. We're, we're going to go Joey Sly, yeah. back to Carolina, <laughs> 1916, Washington wins. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. Look, I got, I got to piggyback on both those things you said. There's storylines, Ron versus Cam. Old Panthers versus new Panthers. You know what I mean? There's all these different storylines, but I think one of the big ones that we got to focus on, because I think it's going to be close. I say 23-17 Washington. And I think one of the things we got to focus on was, you know, everybody looks at the playoff game as Heineke's like real coming out party. But for those of us who watch the games, you know, that the Panthers game, when he came in, he looked good. You know what I mean? And that kind of started somewhat under the radar, the legend. Of Heineke, I think this is going to be one of those games that – in these type of games that mean something to him, if the offense, the coaching staff can run, the, you know, plays that beneficial, benefit him by getting him out of the pocket, don't let him just sit there because we know they're coming after him. Um, I definitely think this could be one of those games that Heineke definitely comes back in late, gets the W, gets it done. So, yeah, I'm definitely saying 23 to 17. Let's hope we get the W, but we shall see. We shall definitely see. And ladies and gentlemen, really quickly, I tried to avoid this, but apparently some people want to talk about my uh, my demise. <laughs> if you saw last time, you saw how uh, Mr. Abs talked about my demise when I got beat by him. Well, I played Will this week, and I don't think things were much different. 
<laughs> so we will go to the fantasy football week 10 recap and the week 11 matchups really quickly. Let me share the screen. Alrighty. All right. So we're going to go ahead and look into it. As you can see, Palmetto Skins leads uh, our our division at seven and three. DMV Superman Ablo at six and four. Myself at four and six with a six percent chance at making the playoffs. And Team Crespo is three and seven. On the other side, Show Me Your TDs is seven and three. Nathan Snell at Baltimore Elite is six and four. My partner from Let's Talk Football, Janae Strouds in the Dallas comeback is four and six. And the Knights Rosario rounding out the bottom is three and seven with a 1% chance of making it to the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, we're, let's just go into it. Let's go into it. Oh, wow. We got some games already going. Oh, that's right. Tonight. At least Thursday. We're on a different hall. Oh, and as if they knew the top matchup for this past week, I was on the, oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, you beat the brakes off your ass. (laughs) So I got to tell you about this because it's kind of funny. So all of a sudden, I didn't realize. I, I knew I needed to do some tinkering, and I forgot to at the end of the week. Usually right after the show, I do some things. Or Sometimes as we go into fantasy, I've been adding and drop playing players as we're doing it. Well, all of a sudden, the 1 o'clock games happen, and I got Joe Burrow starting, and he's on a bye week. And oh? they keep talking about Kyler Murray, not sure. And so and then all of a sudden, it's like, Kyler Murray's inactive. And I'm like, I got no quarterback. So I go look, and I'm like, all right, so who's who's playing Sunday night? Who's playing Monday? And I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, well, the 49ers are playing. Nobody is Jimmy Garoppolo. I guess yep. I'll go pick him up. And then I had Devo Samuel. got me 50 oh, points God. on Monday night. God, Debo. <laughs> wow. Let this me tell is... you something. And he, Debo did exactly what he did here in South Carolina. Give him a give him. A, I think he's leading the league now in yards after catch. Yep. Uh, give him the ball and then let him just run with it and stiff arm people and break tackles. Dude is a man. Yeah, 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 absolutely right. Yeah, he's I Jimmy Garoppolo 18 points. Man, I was like, okay, I'll take that. I was watching it, I was watching the scores, and I'm like, 11 of 13 in the first half. What's going on with Garoppolo? Yeah, two touchdowns. Let's go. <laughs> I got so lucky. <laughs> now, now on the were absolute crap. I mean, yeah. absolute no. joke. You got Christian McCaffrey, your flex, and you 26. Look, the I had this similar incident where I was like, oh, snaps. Chase, Chase Claypool, is he, he's questionable. He's questionable. And then by the time I looked, since we went out, I, I wasn't able to take him out. He gave me a, a zero spot. Tua, I forgot to take him out, but it didn't really matter because Aaron Rodgers didn't do anything on the back end. Okay. Yeah. You know, the Eagles defense did great, but Dallas's defense dominated, you know. And then I guess you could say Eckler for Fryermuth or, or Eckler for uh for Michael Carter. But look, I mean, I would have had to have really worked some things out to win it. It, it. it was ugly early. And it's all good though. It's all good because the comeback starts now. I hope you know that. 
halfway through the season? Look, <laughs> hey, hey. Hold the start now. Plays. This is how it, how it happens. <laughs> Let's go. They're going to be talking about a great comeback. Yo, um, Ab, who did you uh, who did you play this week? Uh, Delilah, she whipped up on me. I'm on Ooh. a two-game listening streak. Uh-oh. Oh, see that? See that? See, he's, he's opening up the door. That's all I need. Just give me a little sliver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busting down that door. Delilah, yeah, she 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 put it on me, man. And oh. I blame the game. I blame being at the game mostly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause wow. there's like dead zones in, at the stadium. Like your your shit yeah. don't work there. Yeah. It wow. really doesn't. Golly. You but Matt Stafford, day. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Stafford just shit the bed. Like all I needed was I was projected to win, even with Matt Stafford going into Monday night, and he just like he he playing like he hurt or something, or he got that Odell curse. Like mm. I don't know what the hell is going on. Right, I can't, I can't tell you, I cannot tell you, but uh, I, I do appreciate the loss. Yeah. I do. I do appreciate the yeah. loss. Matt, Matt Stafford had a rough, rough day. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! The thing is, I mean, God. <laughs> Shout out to Delilah. She was two and eight or two and seven for this. Got definitely got the W, uh, and helped my hopes uh, to keep going. Let's see really quickly. Um, the producer is telling me that uh, yeah. we're getting close we're to that time. Yeah, tonight. So Herndon, I'm playing Show Me Your TDs, who's number one in the division. Comeback trail is on. Delilah's playing Baltimore Elite, Nathan Snell. Palmetto six. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wow. What he's got the was the uh Young Ho- already? <laughs> no, it's Young Hoku. Young Hoku is negative six. Oh, what are you missing? Oh wow. Oh snap. I think I started him too. That's oh, awesome. that's terrible. All right, and last but not least, Janae Struther plays DMV Superman. Hey, it's gonna be a fun week, ladies and gentlemen. Always is. It's yes, it a, is. It's gonna be a fun week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna. I gotta get off so I can go make prepare my bed on the couch, ladies and gentlemen. I, I so appreciate you guys watching us. We have gone a little bit long, but there's so much stuff to get out there. We are trying to deep dive and give you the best content out there that we have. Um, so I gotta say once again, I so appreciate my guys. This guy over here, the man that they say no shirt required, the shirtless wonder, Mr. Ablo in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, if you are the good luck charm, Ab, we'll, Will and I will get together and buy you tickets to every game. All right? Yeah. If you're there, yeah. <laughs> see what happens when I go to games. We don't win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and my guy in the stickiest place in America, Mr. Insurance Salesman, the fourth-string backup right. quarterback for Washington, Will go. Kramer. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, we so appreciate you guys. We will be with you next week. Tune in. Go Washington. We love you. Peace. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Be easy, y'all.